We bring you live now from the Solidarity Drive and Rally. Here's Dr. W. Charles Lewis. Good afternoon, and we want to thank you for coming and being a part of uh, this great uh, show of solidarity with those around our nation and the world who are uh, standing for justice and the treatment of neighbors as we would have everyone to treat us. We are having people to come in, so most of the people are not here yet. And so I'm actually standing in for uh, Commissioner uh, Janaski Fleming, who is, who is on the way. And uh, because of our uh, time restraints, I'm going to uh, lead us in prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. We thank you for your love and your commitment to us. We thank you that you uh, are not a God who respects persons. You're not a respecter of persons. And we want to be more like you. Thank you for those who have come together for this cause. We thank you for those who are right now on the way. We ask your blessing and favor upon our time, and we thank you much. In Jesus' name, amen. I am uh, going to begin things uh, and I will be just put in order uh, as people come in. In December of 2014, I received a call from a man whom I had known for more than 25 years. He was a white man, a businessman. His name was Donald Bowden. After a few minutes of cordialities, he popped the question to me, and that question was, do you think there could be a Ferguson in Dothan? His question was the result of his pondering of the unrest that had taken place in Ferguson, Missouri, earlier that year when a white policeman shot and killed an un unarmed 18-year-old black man. My response to him without hesitation was, yes, I believe there could be. We moved from talking over the phone to talking in person. We met several times and we talked about race. We talked about race and the generation that would come after us. And after several such meetings, Pace, proclaiming America's call to equality, was born. Pace was born out of a time like this, four times like this, in that Pace advocates for racial reconciliation. We desire to speak calm in the midst of chaos, right in the midst of wrong, love in the midst of hate, hope in the midst of despair. We uphold righteousness in one hand and, and justice in the other, believing that uh, Dr. King was right when he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And so we are simply delighted that you have chosen to share in this solidarity drive 
and rally as together we stand with those around our country and the world uh, for justice and the love of our neighbors. I was, I was a preteen during the heart of the civil rights movement in the decade of the 1960s. As I moved into my latter teens and my young adulthood, I often wondered what I would have done had I been an adult. Well, I really don't have to wonder anymore because those times have come around again. We did not choose these times, but these times have chosen us. What will we do with them? During those preteens years, I had a sister who was taking typing for the very first time. And her teacher had given her a sentence with which to practice. And she would have a whole page uh, typed of that one sentence. And that sentence read, now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country. It was in recent years that I wondered and pondered what that sentence really meant. And I realized that it was written during times of war. There was a war going on. And that 16-word sentence was a call to young men to enlist in the armed services. And as I stand before you this afternoon, I want to call out of retirement that 16-word sentence and say now is the time for all good men and women, all good God, uh, uh, boys and girls to come to the aid of their country. Now is the time for all good men and women, all good boys and girls to come to the aid of their brothers and sisters of color. Now is the time. Never before have we seen a movement that is multi-ethnic ethnic as it is today, multi-generational, and at the same time, global. Jesus gave two stories, told two stories that were time-sensitive stories and what I want to do is retell them to you in the time that I have. One was the story of the separation of people based on what they had done with their time. He would place one group on the right and he would place another group on the left. For those that he placed on the, on the right, he said, come, I have a place prepared for you. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And those on the right ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry and give you something to eat or thirsty 
and give you a drink or a stranger and, and took you in or naked and clothed you uh, or sick and visited you or in prison and, and came to you. And he said, to the extent that you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. And then he turned to those on the left. But he did not say, come to them. Rather, he said, depart. Because I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. I was naked, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And they asked the same question, when? When did we see you hungry and thirsty and a stranger and naked and sick and in prison and did nothing for you? And he said that in, to the extent that you did not do it to these, my brothers, you did it not to me. Perhaps if Jesus were telling that story today and they asked the question, when did you see me? Perhaps he would have said, you saw me in Trayvon Martin and did nothing. You saw me in Michael Brown in Ferguson and you did nothing. You saw me in Eric Garner in New York and you did nothing. You saw me in Brianna Taylor in Kentucky and you did nothing. You saw me in Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia and you did nothing. You see, it would have been good for them, easy for them to do it unto Jesus, but not to their brothers and sisters. He went on to tell another story. He told the story of a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who beat him and stripped him and left him for dead. But there was a priest who happened to come by that very road. But when he saw him, the priest passed by on the other side. Oh, but there's still hope because there's a Levite who passes by and, and when he comes, he sees him and he walks by on the other side. But that was a man, a, a half-breed, a Samaritan, who when he saw the man half-dead, he felt compassion for him. And he went to him and bandaged up his wounds and poured oil and wine on his sores and put him on his animal and took him to the inn and took care of him and spent the night with him and paid his expenses. He was left lying beside the road.
Recently, we saw George Floyd lying beside the road. But unlike the man in Jesus' story who was half dead, George Floyd was all dead. Question, will you pass by on the other side of the road? When you see him there saying, I cannot breathe. When you see him calling for his mother, will you walk by on the other side of the road? Or will you do something? I think that your presence here today says that you will do something. And so if you are standing with us as the mayor comes, would you just honk your horn to say you're standing with us? First of all, obviously um, I'm not the mayor, but I would like to thank the event organizers, the media outlets, especially Wolf Radio for the coverage. Uh, I'm here to give you the welcome. On behalf of our esteemed mayor, Mark Saliba, the city of Dothan, Alabama, and its commission, I, Janaski Fleming, commissioner of District 2 of this great city, would like to welcome you to our solidarity drive and rally. On behalf of myself and my family, I would like to first express my deepest, our deepest, heartfelt condolences to anyone that has lost loved ones. My job is to provide the welcome, so let me tell you a brief reason on why Dothan, Alabama is an ideal host for this event. In the late 1950s and 60s, right here in Dothan, the biracial study group was formed by blacks and whites that wanted to come together, learn more about one another, and make Dothan a better place to live. Two of the first leaders of this group that was chosen by each of the communities was John Glanton Sr. and Harry Hall. This was the first in the South, and some say the first in the United States of America for a group such as this. Some of these legendary visionaries that have came afterwards in that group have been Wallace Smith, Reverend Rochester Johnson Sr., John Glanton Jr., Mark Freeman, Powell Bruton, Morris Slingliff, Michael Patton, Andrew Bell, W.P. Brown, Peggy James, Gary Griffin, former DCS school board chair, or excuse me, current DCS school board chair and former mayor Mike Schmitz, and others. Later on, as our community became more diverse, the biracial study group changed its name to the Multicultural Club. And we all understand that things are not perfect but I want to welcome you to the city that cares enough to try. I want to welcome you to the city that has shown little old me that it believes in inclusion. 
I want to welcome you to the city that has leadership that is willing to jump out front and take the mantle. I would like to welcome you to the city that in the book of Genesis, when Joseph said he was looking for his brothers, and he was told by someone they had moved on from here, I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. It is obvious that it wasn't this Dothan that they were talking about, but we will continue to find our brothers in Dothan. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. I want to tell you at first before I read my prepared statements for this afternoon, just how overwhelming it is to see this parking lot full of people, full of people that love one another, full of people that love this great city of Dothan, Alabama, full of people that are loved, wanting to change our hearts and transform our hearts to loving thy neighbor God bless you, thank you so much. And when I get ready in a minute, when I say, can I have an amen, you honk your horn. So give me an amen. In the past 90 days, our nation and our city has been faced with tremendous turmoil. We, we were first plunged into a world where an invisible enemy called COVID-19 has affected, infected our lives and our economy, causing some of us to lose jobs, endure watching some of our businesses fail. It has disrupted our lives and our children's lives. It has kept us from celebrating on occasions and has kept us from mourning properly and even attending church in the normal ways which we are accustomed to. This virus has introduced us to new and sometimes divisive words, words that put us into categories of being called essential and non-essential. And it has created separation and, and isolation with physical and social distancing from one another. This virus has caused frustration and fatigue in our community, our state, and, our, and around the nation. Can I get an amen? Then, then another much more visible but as deadly enemy has raised its ugly head again, racism. And like the virus, it brought back with it divisive words and symptoms such as prejudice, bias, partiality, injustice, and inequality. But much like times before, our community, our city has united and persevered, and we need prayer, and we need to be united in prayer. Can I have an amen? Although, although we may not have all of the answers, we have always had one thing, a love for our neighbor. And that is what sets the city of Dothan apart and what makes us much like a city on a hill. And like a light that cannot be hidden, we have all shown up here today to demonstrate our unity 
and to show the world what it means to be one. Today's solidarity ride and rally is a testament to our belief that in the equality of mankind that we were all created equally in the image of God. Can I get an amen? I have listened, I have listened and I am listening and I have spoken to many of you and we are all looking for healing and we are all looking for direction. Many of you have reached out to us wanting to do more to unite the community further and it has been my honor to be a part of moments like this one today. So I'm here today along with all of you to unite us in a spirit of healing. I know that it is impossible to eradicate racism. It is a spirit used by the enemy to create division among us. But although it is impossible to remove it completely, we can overcome evil with good. We can overcome racism by loving our neighbor, listening to those who need our support, and moving in a direction that brings hope and healing to all of us. But please hear me now. Like many cities around our nation, Dothan still has work to do to become a city that fully embraces God's plan for diversity and inclusion. I, I repeat what Dr. Lewis said, and that is, now is the time, now is the time for reflection, not only at the government and, and business levels, but in each and every home and every heart. Do we remember the least among us? How do we love the poor and the widow and the orphan and the homeless? Are we genuinely showing the love of Christ to our neighbors, to, no matter what their race or ethnicity? Are we holding ourselves accountable for our prejudices and biases? As your mayor, I challenge you, as well as myself, to examine your heart and take your findings to the Lord. Ask him for his help and guidance as we commit to growing in this area. As I have said before, as a community, we may never be able to eradicate this evil that is racism entirely, but one by one, we can make a difference and move forward together. As I close my part, I want to share with you a song from a, I'll share with you from a song called Love in Any Language by Sandy Patty. One of the stanzas of the song goes like this. Oh, maybe when we realize how much there is to share, we'll find too much in common to pretend it isn't there. So what is it, Dothan, that we share we share the same space that we call home. And I believe that we share the same concerns like good jobs for one another, a safe place to live, a great education and a better quality of life for not only us, but for our children and our grandchildren, regardless of race or ethnicity, whatever they might be. God bless you and God bless Dothan, Alabama. Thank you.
join me in uh, praying together for justice and righteousness. Lord, we come before you. You are a just God. You love justice. You are the one who is righteous and who makes people righteous. Lord, we come to you. Your word says through your prophet, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Lord, we are crying out to you now today for justice, for righteousness over our nation. Lord, we thank you too that you're a God of mercy. And your word says, whenever a plague comes, whenever difficult times come, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and will heal their land. Lord, we come in repentance on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our churches, on behalf of our city, our nation. Lord, we just want to acknowledge we need you. And you alone have the answers. You alone can change our hearts. You alone can enable us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Lord, we just want to say today, we acknowledge you have the answer and we need you. Apart from you, there is no hope, but you can do anything. And in Christ, we can do anything as your people. And so, Lord, we come lifting up this need in our nation. We ask, Lord, that the doors would be open for you to move in a time of repentance, for you to move in response to that repentance to change hearts, to bring life, to bring healing, to bring justice, to bring mercy. Lord, we pray your hand of blessing over this city and region, your hand of protection and blessing, and we ask, Lord, that, that it would start in us and start in our region, and as we bow before you, that this move, that the door for you to move would move out from this place all over this country. Lord, we thank you that you bind your people together as brothers and sisters in Christ, one in you. And Lord, we ask that that would be light in a dark time and dark place. And the door would be open for you to draw people in to humble, loving service to you and to each other. Lord, that you would be able to pour out then your goodness, your love, your blessing, your, your righteousness, your justice, your love. We look to you and we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we live in a peaceful community. We know that it is imperfect, but we are thankful for the peace. We thank you for our law enforcement officers, and we pray that you will continue to give them the strength, the courage, and the endurance to perform their duties in these difficult times. We pray for our city leaders and law enforcement leaders that they will continue to reach out to the community in a spirit of unity. And we pray that the unity, that the community will see the outstretched hands and reach back. We pray, Father, that in doing this, as we unite uh, the community with the law enforcement community, that we will become a model for cities like Atlanta and other troubled cities. And they will look to the city of Dothan, Alabama, and say, this is the way we should do it. Lord, we thank you. Uh, 
and when our law enforcement officers begin to come weary, become weary in well-doing, remind them of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, to not grow weary in well-doing, and that we will reap a reward if we don't give up. Lord, help us to hold out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I borrowed some words from 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 3. It says, When men rule over other men, they must be just. And I also borrowed this idea for this prayer from Daniel chapter 9. Our Father in heaven, almighty God, we bend our knees and we bow our heads we raise our hands to you in humble adoration and in all respect and in all honor, O God, for we acknowledge our sins before you. We are the sinners. We are the ones who have done wrong. But we appeal to you in your righteousness, in your justice, in your goodness, and in your grace. We ask you to have mercy on us, O oh God. We ask you to have mercy on us, Father. We ask you to bless us and mend our wrong ways. You are righteous, Father. You are good, O oh God. You've been listening to Pace, proclaiming America's call for equality, Dothan Solidarity Drive and Rally on Wolf Gospel. You're listening to Wolf Gospel on WOOF, W26180, and W296DQ, Dothan, 